Roger, Roger. Roger, Roger. Welcome back, everybody, to the Roger Roger podcast. As always, I am one of your hosts, Derek. And uh, Charles is here as well. Super excited to talk about uh, Attack of the Clones. Yeah, this is uh, an interesting one. There's a lot going on in Attack of the Clones, (laughs) including one Roger Roger drop. I heard that. Oh, you did? Yes. Nice. (laughs) There's one. One. I think what do we have? My tally was two in episode one, and now episode two has one. How uh, nice, how nice. Strange. So we're at three Roger Roger tallies. We have to wait till we get into the Clone Wars, and then it will be. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I feel like there's going to be a lot in episode three. I feel like they really turn that up. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, so we seem to be starting with the prequels. That's an interesting move because uh, that's not how I would recommend watching the movies. Yeah, but I don't know. I was excited to go back and watch these because I remember when these movies were coming out that everyone was super excited for them, but everyone hated them at the same time. (laughs) So it's like, is that like, I want to kind of take a fresh look at this with my modern day perspective, you know, we're we're about 20 years older now. (laughs) So we can yeah almost exactly yeah so we can take a look back and 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 see how these movies hold up did you want me to get let me know when you want to get into the box office stuff that might be that's might be something interesting yes i think that's a great place to start a little context for these movies especially episode two so charles did a little research a little digging on uh (laughs) a quick google search right before we hit the record button (laughs) (laughs) on the movies that came out in 2002 right yeah, Crazy. this movie was released in 2002. And talking, you know, when we were preparing the notes for this episode, we were like talking about the special effects and the score and the acting. And it was like, I wonder like where this movie like holds up in the world of of movies. Cinema. Right. So I just Googled. First of all, I, I just Googled the box office for 2002 when this movie was released. And here's the top four movies worldwide box office gross. Number one, Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Number two, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Number three, The Spirit. Spider-Man movie directed by Sam Raimi, so that classic Tobey Maguire, yeah. Maguire Spider-Man. I haven't seen it in a while. Me neither. I kind of want to watch it. I'm again. kind of Jones. Yeah, I know, now. I know. And they have Raimi memes is 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 up there with They're great. with, with They're and great. then four is Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. And some in, interesting to note: this is the first time a Star Wars movie did not top the yearly box office because Episode One smash blockbuster hit number one movie in 1999 and uh clones is four it's got some tough competition though it's got lord of the rings which that's a tough one interesting that these are all seconds in in movie series except spider-man because you have in 2002 yeah because in 2002 it was the year of the twos (laughs) (laughs) year of the twos and yeah clone wars coming in at number four and uh, if i had to rank these movies uh, I'd probably I put would... Two Towers and then Spider-Man, Chamber of Secrets, Attack of the Clones. But I have to see Sp- Spider-Man's the movie I haven't seen the, the most yeah. recently. You know, I've seen all these other ones now within the past five years, but mm-hmm. I have not seen Spider-Man in a long time. 
<laughs> yeah, neither have I. But my ranking, I think, is um, box office order. It would be Two Towers, Chamber of Secrets, Spider-Man, and then this. But, because yeah, Clone Wars I, is four. I, <laughs> yeah, I don't remember uh, spider I remember loving it, but I kind of remembered loving this. Right, so, right. Uh, even though I've watched this more recently. Yeah, um, I mean, we were in our early in teens, our impressionable yeah, years I, when this watched, movie came out. We were like 10, 11 years old. Yeah. But I've watched this. I've watched Attack of the Clones in the last five years or so. God. Because I've run through the whole series every once in a while. Right, right. Um, but I think sometimes you just maybe glaze over. I mean, there's some. And only look at. I think some, there's some perspective that we could get into as we hit some of these scenes. I think perspective's yeah. really important. We were seeing some of these things for the first time ever. And we were seeing some effects for the first time ever. And. I don't know. There's there's a lot about it that when you consider like the deci- the creative decisions that were made and what was set up, uh, that this movie did a lot of 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 good things. Like we're seeing Jango Fett for the first time. We're seeing Yoda fight for the first time. Yes, we're seeing concepts. grown up Anakin for the first time. We're seeing a army of Jedi. So so yeah, conceptually exactly. I'd I'd say conceptually it, it was a home run. I mean, like you said, we got all of that stuff the start of the Clone Wars. One of my biggest thoughts was we have, you know, they I think Obi-Wan mentioned the Clone Wars in episode 4. We get the actual start of the Clone Wars and even though it I don't love this movie, it produced so much great uh, so many great things like the clone wars tv show episode three was a much better movie than the first two prequels mm. uh, and just a lot of ideas concepts uh, the rest of the you know other shows too that's very true and it kicked off the extended lore and you know these prequel movies we kind of t- well the new extended yeah lore. we talked about yeah. um in the past couple episodes now, the creativity of these movies in terms of the world building, and I think a lot of modern Star Wars fan, Star Wars fans want to see more of this type of Star Wars, but held up to their expectations uh, in terms of screenwriting, story, characterization, things like that. So... What do you mean, this type of Star Wars? Well, people, when they, you know, when these Disney movies came out, people were like, you know, what happened to all of this lore building that we were used to? And now people look back fondly on these movies, lovingly in in some cases, with with all these different Jedi and Sith and different kind of lightsaber fighting techniques and force techniques and and history and that all starts with these Clone War movies like the original trilogy right. hints at some of this stuff but it's such a much more contained story about what's happening presently whereas these movies opened up what it was to, what it was to be a Jedi and the history of the mm-hmm. Jedi and it, it caused all kinds of speculation and it trickles down into the Disney movies when they're trying to get like the lineage of characters and and all these other things it, it all comes from from here so i think there's a lot people really like from these movies it's just a shame that they're not great (laughs) movies and we can get into that (laughs) but that's a great point i think i think the uh, the prequels i think george lucas must have seen how like extended lore was working in the eu Mm. and People love lore. People love world building. People want to know more about the galaxy. Right. So he took that into the movies and expanded on so many things. Right. 
but the and the concepts and the ideas are so cool and great, but the execution, um, not. <laughs> Uh, not my personal favorite. Yeah, it's interesting to look back. And yeah, Star Wars was founded on the like this idea of applying mythology to this science fiction universe. Combine that with the love of the movie-going experience, right? So all of this mythology, these movies have way more mythology in them than any of like the other two trilogies, in my opinion. These get way deeper into mythology, and it kicks off the Clone Wars, which gets even more kooky sometimes with the mythology and um you know people look back on that uh fondly and i think we're missing that with the newest movies yeah they're a little um i think the the sequel trilogy does a lot of things better but it does Mm. it's a little bare bones when it comes to stuff like that they hinted at a couple of things Um, right and they kept it so close to the original trilogy cast that they couldn't branch out as much as yeah. I think we were hoping they would. You know, there was only so many characters in the original trilogy that could have, like, stemmed out and either had children or been alive in these moments. So they were so con- they were so constricted by that. That decision to have them all related and bring them all back really constricted uh, where they could go. I th- but we're not here to talk about that. No. <laughs> we're here. But you know what? We might want to watch those next because I haven't seen. I think I saw eight once in the whole since it was released. Mm. I've. I might want to. I kind of want to watch. I've seen seven and and eight twice, and I've seen nine once in the theaters. So I would be down to watch those. Yeah, because you know, after watching the prequels again for the first time in a while, just to see how far we've gotten. (laughs) I have. Yeah, I have a little bit more appreciation for the Disney movies. Right. There is a lot that. I as might be controversial, but there's a lot that I like about the 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 um, sequel trilogy, mm-hmm. but they really they kind of fumbled it at the end, and we can get into that too. It, but um, yeah, we will. that's interesting. We will. Yeah, I'm open to that. I'm open to that. Yeah, that's a, I I like because I really liked episode seven. Eight was not a huge fan of, and nine was like, all right, well. All right, that's how it ended. You know, I was kind of like, I wish they did more with Seven, but what they did I thought was good, and I got it. Like, Mm -hmm. I can't imagine the amount of pressure everyone was under to make that movie. So they played it close to the vest and mitigated some of their risks creatively, and I'm okay with that. Eight was willing to take more risks, and there was a lot that I liked about it, but at the end, it just didn't mean anything. We'll, we'll, we'll get into it, but we'll get into it. But yeah. I agree. And I don't think that's a bad way to go. You just smash cut 20 years into the future and see how these movies ended up. Yeah, so with the start, let's start from the beginning yeah. of episode two. Right. I think that's a you know a, a good place to start. Yes. Now, on, we didn't see uh, – I guess this is actually – it's not even the start. It starts at the start, but we're also starting at the end because we don't see a lightsaber for like 14 minutes. There's no action, yeah. which is totally different than episode I one, know, which came like out it's like a Disney hot. Star Wars movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, People are going to get mad at us for this episode. <laughs> we love Star Wars, man. We, we, we did get an explosion. We got an assassination. Yeah, but... I, but that was just basically them writing off uh, Core Day, the body double, mm-hmm. which is like, 
Okay, good riddance. I actually saw a, <laughs> I actually saw a Corday meme that came up recently right after i watched the movie because it's that scene where she's like dying in padme's arms and she was like oh i'm i'm i failed you i'm so sorry and then then the meme is something like well your job was to help me avoid assassination (laughs) attempts so you actually did your job yeah you didn't you succeeded and that was kind of the funny thing that i was like wow how timely (laughs) that that came up for me in my thing so Maybe they're listeners. They knew we were watching Attack of the Clones. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that was it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so my point was, it starts out slow, but one of the things I really do love about the movie is when you get to the uh, Battle of Geonosis. You know, mm. s- the, the lightsaber fights, all the clones. There's, you know, we'll get into that later, but it's kind of um, a complete 180. The movie starts slow, but then ends really fast with, you know, a couple of duels. So I think that was actually pretty strong. Right. Wish they started a little stronger, but it ended well. Right. With, you know, action. Right. I believe that, um, you know, this one they really attempted to f- focus on the relationship of Anakin and Padme, and they really wanted to build that up. I, you know, I, I, I you know, I think that was I... the attempt. <laughs> so, like, they were trying <laughs> to do word. some more character work, I guess, but, um, I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, I could, well, the thing is, the whole prequel trilogy is about the fall of an innocent kid. Mm. Uh, to end up being one of the worst people in the galaxy. So, yeah, I guess you need the love interest there that would fall apart and help be the final straw is needed. But I really don't, you know, I, I that, like you said, you were looking up some box office reviews and stuff. That is one of the biggest negatives is that, that it was attempted, but I don't think it was really. Oh, yeah, it didn't yeah, reach yeah, the yeah. The, the characters... For me, thematically, the characters just weren't hidden, but we can get to that. I I think, though, this movie had a long ways to jump. You know, it jumped forward really far. All of a sudden, Anakin's like an old, like an adult now. 17, 18? (laughs) Right. I don't know how old he is. So he's an adult, and they have to get to um, the clones. So there's a long way to go from... Yeah, no, it's a lot of ground to cover. Right. So that's another piece of it. They do... It doesn't stop them from having action scenes though they have the whole assassination attempt that i thought was kind of fun it, it, it gives you a new sense of obi-wan and anakin's relationship when they're oh, like, the, oh i hate uh, it when he does hunter, that right? yeah and oh no see that was parts of the movie that worked that's when you know when the characters actually can be characters they're being you know the anakin obi-wan relationship and quips are generally fun when anakin isn't going kind of crazy Right. Or being like a contradicting uh, jerk, basically. When he's there, when he's acting like he does in the Clone Wars, like ninety percent of the time, it's f- great to watch. Like that whole scene, well, n- most of it was a lot of fun. It was great, you know. And that, a lot of memes came out of that specifically. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's like, oh, the I hate it when he does that, or yeah. and he's like, oh, uh, see you later, Master. He's like, oh, and he's like apologizing for like losing him, but then he just he's like, oh, see you later, and jumps off yeah. the thing and land, jumps off the uh, the ship and lands on the bounty hunter ship far below. It, it's it's funny and gives you a sense of their relationship. You get the sense that Anakin's kind of like an overconfident, um, kind of witty 
character. He's he's willing to go outside the rules and or bend the rules with his master to you know kind of be bold and and daring right. in his in his strategy. Which this is kind of the warning signs that we get for when he ultimately faces Dooku at the end of this. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was this was a of fun scene it took us a while to get there they had to give us jar jar again before we got here but <laughs> yeah but it, jar jar was so subtle in this movie yeah i think they took this notes. is his best appearance i think it was you know he he was actually a fine character best in this movie. appearance he gives the supreme chancellor emergency powers oh i i didn't know best acting appearance not you know uh, yeah, you know, I, I think I have it, no issue. there's two if years like between re- episode one and episode two, and I think they got the notes and adjusted. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sure they had all these Jar Jar plans and were like, oh, 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 right, 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 pull back on Jar Jar. <laughs> yeah, definitely possible. But so there are, you know, really good. But the thing is, I th- we were talking with somebody else about this, and I think in this day and age, speaking of how does episode two or the prequels in general hold up, I think you have to watch these movies through a specific lens. (laughs) If you watch them as films, as like movie goers, um, you're kind of going to be a little confused, a little annoyed, a little angry. Um, And that's what happened when they came out. Really? People were not super ecstatic about them. Watch them as, you know, find the funny bits, find the, you know, watch them as people watch. I don't want to say the room, but watch the <laughs> funny bad movies. Right. You can enjoy something and pick out like, oh, Obi Wan is being funny here. Anakin is being crazy there. Right. You know, it's hard to do. It's to, hard to consider a, like a blockbuster movie as like a cult movie, but but it is. The, it yeah, hundred percent. The appreciation for it has has cult yeah is kind was kind of underground and now it's getting more mainstream with all these memes and things and uh i agree there's there's nuggets in here you know they put so much money in and production into these movies it's insane and to see what they came up with just with the with the dialogue and the screenwriting to see that compared to like well, all these it, famous actors and all these like fa- fancy set pieces and just the whole prestige of Star Wars it it's like a joke machine almost and if you ha- oh, yeah no, go for it <laughs> if you haven't watched episode 1 and especially 2 in a while watch them like it's kind of unbelievable but that these movies exist yeah it doesn't make any sense yeah yeah i know people are hating on the disney movies but it's like remember <laughs> in right, 1999 2002 oh, yeah. like what we were getting like i saw i forgot my dad saw episode nine i guess with my sister or something i don't, I don't oh, remember okay. but he was like yeah, it didn't really make much sense, but it was still a movie. I enjoyed it. Yeah. He does not – when we saw that when we were – I was a kid. And like I'm sure my brother – my I, my whole family probably went to um, episode two release, not opening night or anything, but I'm sure everybody went. I couldn't imagine my parents sitting through this movie. They would have hated <laughs> it, and I'm sure they did hate it. Oh, but, yeah. But the sequel movies, they're actual movies. They might might not be the best movies, but they're still movies. Right. I don't know if this is a movie. <laughs> That's fair. It's it's tough because I will say what Star Wars is always conscious of is the movie-going experience. You know, they put a lot mm-hmm. of energy and time into different set pieces, different action pieces, different um, like scenes, characters – dialogue like it, it 
the fact that we go from an assassination attempt to a like neo city speed chase to like uh, spaceship battles, we go to Geonosis, we go to a like a droid factory in Geonosis, like all these different like and they look great. They look fantastic, and they're for so the creative. Part. And they yeah. built them all from the ground up, like for every scene, and it's that kind yeah. of ambitious takeover that even if you like. Once it cuts to a like Anakin talking about sand for ten minutes, like at least you're in, you're you're you got your bag of popcorn and you're like, oh, this is kind of fun, and then, oh look, there's R two D two, you know. So like, yeah. there is enough here to get you through uh, the like the experience. Yeah. I would say for sure. Now, again, speaking of the bounty hunter scene, the assassination, the sound design in that scene is incredible. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. They kept. It, everything about that was so much fun, but it, it's kind of – it's like different directors directed different scenes of this movie. It's very interesting. Oh, I didn't know that. With- no, no. That's what it's oh, like. Oh. I don't think that's true. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's In like – I'm almost positive it's not true. Yeah, I'm sure there's but like it feels the like that. director – who is George Lucas, right? And then yeah. I think there's all these special effects scenes that are mostly done by <laughs> delegated to a some sort of director of like CGI or special effects or whatever who takes over a lot of these kinds of scenes. And yeah, it it, it is almost like a totally different movie when you get the mm-hmm. like battle on like the like Obi-Wan versus Django on Kamino versus yeah, that was cool. I hate sand. So or right. I don't like sand. You know, so yeah, two very different things, but the fact that and like, you know, Kamino's on the water and there's lots of rain and it's dark. You know, they, creatively they yeah, the, covered a huge range. Yeah, yeah, a huge range in this movie and that impressed and me. And I'm glad we got to see all of these things again in episode three and the clone wars and hell uh, uh even video games and stuff yeah i was you like know, hey i remember I, geonosis from bounty hunter or from yeah. uh from um battlefront, battlefront. 2 yeah after the command post <laughs> yeah. you know all of this stuff like took on another life and i think one you could watch this movie uh if you watch it looking to have fun you're gonna have fun you will yeah. it's it's a wild it's a wild That's wild fair. ride but and there's some good action you can have a good time. I had a good time watching it. And then if you think about what this stuff actually created down the line, it's, you know, a home run. Right, right. And, you know, talking about the dialogue, it's so clunky and it was kind of jarring to see how Anakin aged so much and Padme didn't age at all. It was like a very weird... Well, they tried to make her look as young as possible in episode but one. she looked exactly the same and the- no like she had different makeup i know i get it still she's an actress it's i'm fine with that and she's like mike annie my goodness you've grown it's like what yeah <laughs> and then uh there's a wado said that too yeah annie i love it yeah. yeah getting wado even wado aged more than uh than yeah Padme he did, did. <laughs> he got a new hat got a little stubble yeah. um but no one aged better than obi-wan he, he ditched the rat no. he ditched Classic, the rat tail yeah. and the buzz cut and and got that well it's a padawan thing you can't say it's, it's not a good look though no, now he's, he's got that classic like there's that vintage the Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan flow. Yeah, yeah yeah it's the jesus look it, it, this is that <laughs> this is what we you know he he trims it down a little bit for episode three i think everyone looks their best in episode three but kenobi and two yeah. is like i think there's oh 
there's Kenobi episode two people and Kenobi episode three people. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but it, that's so fair. yeah, it's strong. Um, but there is a fun moment where they're in that assassination or right before that assassination chase, where he's like, um, "Why do I have the feeling that you're going to be the death of me?" And I took a note of that. I was like, "Oh, <laughs> wow, <laughs> I get it." I'm sure. I'm sure somebody thought about that and oh, like, patted themselves on the oh, back. Yeah, that's intentional. But I, I yeah. just had to bring that moment to light before we. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. From the assassination, and I was like, "Oh, because he is the death of him." Because Darth Vader kills. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> well, I don't. He doesn't even. He um, really. I mean, really. I'm sure there's. You could look up whatever the real lore of this is, but I don't think. Oh, because he like I think, was one with the Force right the yeah, moment. You know before. how Luke. Yeah, you know how Luke just disappeared himself. Yeah. I think he did that before he actually got. Yeah, hit. but Vader kind of pressed the agenda. You know, like. <laughs> No, I think Obi-Wan wanted to spook him out really hard. And I think he, did. <laughs> he definitely spooked him. He's kicking all the clothes yeah. around, being like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, like something's I mean, going to be under the clothes. Yeah. He's kicking it around. I remember that. I was like, oh. I forgot where I read it. It might have been in the Vader comic. Um, it talked about like weeks, months, whatever, after Obi-Wan disappeared. Vader was like having a fit. He did not understand what happened. Oh, yeah. He was free. Yeah, he was legitimately. Is that the new comics? Freaking out. Oh, no. These were the old. Well, yeah, the new comics, but like. Like new the Marvel ones? ones? I, I don't know. We have a. Um, when they come out. The, it was a while ago. I have, I stopped reading them after a while, but the first. Like post Disney, though, couple, right? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I should check that out. Yeah, didn't you have a couple? I have, like, when they did the Vader comics right after. That, that's like, the one I'm talking about. I have, about, yeah. I think I have, like, the first volume, which is the first couple issues. Yeah. I should. Oh, I have a bunch of them. I didn't. Yeah. I, I liked yeah. it, but I, I lost track no, of it. No, it was good. Yeah, it was good. Read it yeah, for the show. Yeah, that's possible. I would do that. I'd have to uh, get more. Maybe I can get them in digital copy, because I used to live near a pretty good comic book shop, uh-huh. and I would actually just get physical copies, but now We're I talking don't. about the same comic book shop, I think? Yes, we All are. All right, yeah, from our hometown. That's awesome. Yeah. Great. Um, yeah, so assassination attempt. Awesome. But And then we get this big brain uh, Palpatine move, right? And the oh, one thing yeah. that I took away from this movie that I never took away from it in my previous watch throughs was palpatine had everyone in his pocket so deep so deep he had control of the situation that even when things didn't necessarily go exactly according to plan it didn't matter because he was so on top of it and one of the things that was super sneaky in this one that i didn't realize originally was He's the one that suggests, first of all, you know, uh, Padme, there was an assassination attempt on Padme. She's dragged in and they're all talking about, it's like, oh, it's not safe for you, Padme. Like you almost died just there. And so Palpatine's trying to do two things. He's trying to get her away from the Senate to pass this emergency powers vote. And he's also trying to get Anakin and Padme together in his phase one of turning Anakin, right? So what he did was he suggests like, oh, I'm so concerned for your safety. You should go back to Naboo and maybe um, you have history with Obi-Wan. Maybe Obi-Wan can help you full knowing that 
you know, Anakin is Obi-Wan's Padme, and wherever Obi-Wan goes, Anakin goes. So he's like big braining in this scene, and I, I was yeah. I was into it. You know, I, I think that uh, I think um, Ian McGregor and I forget the actor who plays Palpatine, but I think the two of them know more than anyone else that you may as well just ham it up in these movies oh for sure and, yeah. and so he is hamming it up but i was enjoying it and i liked that scene i was like oh i get what he's doing like i guess when i was 11 years old i wasn't paying attention i was like when is yoda gonna fight dooku you know i, I want to see the yoda <laughs> lightsaber fight but um to see to see him setting up all these putting all these things into motion and the fact that he was the one that suggested it and then you know, Mace Windu acts like it's his idea. Like, oh yeah, we'll have Obi Wan investigate, and then we'll have Anakin go off with you to Naboo. Like, nice mm-hmm. job, nice job, uh, uh, Mace Windu playing right into Palpatine's Yeah, no, hands. he's uh, he has everybody in his pocket. He's influencing, you know, Dark Side on the Senate, on the Jedi. It's he, he's it's crazy what he's up to, and him and uh, what's his name, uh, Darth Plagueis. Yes. Before all of this, they saw an opportunity where the Jedi were vulnerable because they the whole order is out of whack. It is it it needed to crumble. Yeah. It had to. It was the order became so corrupt, so uh, their morals and values values were all wrong, and they were. I mean, basically, it's the Jedi Order's fault. Anakin became Darth Vader. Right. He did not have to be. He could have been the like the chosen one, bringing balance to the Force. As in, I guess he was the father of Luke and Luke actually did, you know, something like that. Right. But he could have been the real chosen one. If the Jedi order was anywhere near <laughs> like uh, uh, what they could In be. In touch or with be. like, he, like, right emotional relationships yeah i'm glad that early in the show we did the jedi menace and we kind of flipped the narrative and took a more thematic approach to this idea of love and how it it basically stunted the growth of the jedi and cut them off from the force and all these other things and uh because when you're looking at this movie which is all like Anakin's first showing his his dark tendencies it's good to say well why is he so um repressed and acting out and why is he so hateful and you can point back to the way that the Jedi are teaching him and avoid and like not supporting him emotionally at all. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, everything about the order is wrong at this point. Like you said, it's one, most of them are afraid of him to be completely honest. And that is basically against even what they're, they're contradicting themselves there. They won't teach him. They won't console him when he's in you know trouble or Yoda even goes, he's Yoda is visibly upset knowing how upset Anakin is and nobody helps the guy out. Right. You know, Uh, (laughs) but, and then just like in the whole concept of let's take you away from your parents and you can never see them again. Right. Like, and that's, I'm sure that's been going on for a hundred or so years at this point. So it's ingrained into the galaxy, but that's traumatic for a kid. Yoda's like like, pain. Anakin is, or Skywalker's in pain. It's like, well, I bet. So go check up on him. We all better sit here and not do anything about it. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's, it's complete. I mean, there was some, 
Anakin was troubled from the get-go a little bit, but they, the Jedi Council and the Jedi Order, really, he, they turned him into Vader. It, Palpatine almost didn't even need to do anything. Exactly, and he just he, he barely just, did. Like, All he did it. was like, yeah. oh, maybe Obi Wan, and they're like, yeah, great idea, let's go, go, go. And yeah. he, he didn't even have to do anything. Exactly, he's so. Well, he, and then in the Episode Three, he does some manipulation with Padme, but that's about it. Right. He almost and does he nothing. To seep lectures into uh anakin's head at that point but by that point he's confident enough that he can start to show a few of his cards by talking to him in that way so that i'm looking forward to that um yeah no i remember episode three is probably my favorite of well of course it is of the the previous yeah i well we can get into it i'm excited to watch it again because there's so much i remember you know i I remember a lot of the same issues that this movie has of like clunky dialogue and a poor you know screenplay and whatever but i just remember so many cool lightsaber fights and music moments yeah a lot of good fights a lot of good music and i love some people don't like the opening scene because it's a little busy and lots going on but i think that's a really cool spaceship battle it's you know and then they land on the planet right i think that's a win yeah i mean there's some really cool uh action scenes in that beginning piece that i really like and um i'd rather start with an action scene than with like greeting jar jar and padme and and having a little council meeting it's like oh no let's get to the and like having this dramatic thing for Corday of like, I'm sorry, I failed you. Yeah. It's like, who is this again? Is this the same person from the first movie? Like, uh, young me was very confused by that character the whole time. It's like, but the good news oh, is, I remember like, being oh, confused in matter. the Phantom Menace too. <laughs> yeah, it was very confusing, and it's even confusing now where it's like, oh, I was the queen, now I'm the senator, blah blah blah. And the, You're yeah. like, whatever, I, uh, whatever, man. I, <laughs> I don't. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Let's get to the lightsaber fights but right we never you don't see her being a senator until the clone wars anyway right right and so the next i don't know what you're thinking but i'm thinking do we go to camino yeah i think you know camino say one thing about it it's a cool different it's a different place it's very interesting you know it's almost like cloud city kind of vibes but it's in the water it's very Mm -hmm. gloomy and it's raining all the time but it's bright also like you go inside and it's these bright sterile rooms and the uh i don't know how you say it the Caminoans, the Caminians, the uh, the Kaminoans? people of Camino. Something I'll like say that. people of they've, Camino. Yeah, <laughs> or, they've said it in the Clone They're not people. Wars, they're like the species Whoa. from Camino. <laughs> they are. Um, <laughs> they're super cool too. It's like, oh, I've met with the Prime Minister, <laughs> and it's yeah. like we've got a hundred thousand more on the way. You know, like, you know, that kind of stuff. I was like, oh, yeah, this and you get fun. a little intrigue too with the, what's his name? Uh, Sifo-Dyas, Master Sifo-Dyas. And See, I think, well, hold on. Before we get to mm-hmm. that, I have one more thing. We're talk, we were talking about Palpatine when he was doing his whole, well, this actually might be later, but it was one of the Palpatine uh, scenes in his, <laughs> yeah. And it's when he went, uh, went, what did he say? Oh, if only, um, Senator Amadala was here, and he oh, kind of like oh yeah, he baits n- Jar Jar, nudged Jar Jar, yeah. right? <coughs> yeah, because they're oh, talking about me. like oh, but, the Trade Federation is amassing right. this army. We're going to need to be ready to go to war uh, to do that. We wouldn't do it, 
or I think it was the discovery of the army. It might have been after they realized that there was a clone army, and they're like, who's yeah, going to command it? We need the Senate to approve it and lead it. No, and- they needed an excuse to be like, oh, we just made an army, even though they already had it, and the chancellor was going to like make that legal. Right. Because I think, what is it? The um, Oh, I know. The, there are like some accords that says the... Um, uh, the not the empire. It's basically, the, empire, <laughs> the trade federation. The Re- no, the republic can't have an army. Um, the peace I'll, accords or something like that. It's it is a peace accord, but it has a very specific name, and I, I'm blanking on it. But it doesn't matter. But the point was that scene. Um, unfortunately, it looks Palpatine's chancellor room looks like it was like it's from Microsoft Paint. It looks so bad. <laughs> Like, I know they do green screen or blue screen or whatever it is for everything, but the background in there, it just looks, it was shockingly odd. Yeah, there's, yeah, uh, they did so much CGI. You could tell this was made in just like a sound studio and everything was all green screened and computer animated. And it was 20 years ago, so. It's hard to hold up a movie that relies so heavily on technology that's 20 years old. Uh, I, I, you have yeah, movies I mean, like Two Towers. And Spider-Man and The <laughs> I don't know if Spider-Man holds up, but Harry well, Potter and not. Two Towers hold up way hold up better in terms of uh, effects than... Yeah. than this movie Most but they're not movie, yeah. i mean they're not perfect either but that's no, because they don't rely it. as much on special effects like yeah. lord of the rings had go to two places. years of pre-production yeah. and to, and commitment to practical effects and on-scene shooting and you know though those kinds of things and star wars has some of that they did shoot in a few exotic yeah. places and i appreciated that like when they were trying to romance anakin and padme they were on naboo and naboo was like this insanely gorgeous place uh that was all mm-hmm. practical in italy i think somewhere in the mediterranean i want to say and oh that's cool i didn't know that. yeah i've seen like some memes of people like i made the pilgrimage and they're in like that archway where like r2d2's trailing behind Anakin, uh, Anakin and Padme, and Padme's got like the little hoodie veil thingy on. Right, and like, it was just a guy who was there. I forget where he said that was. I want to say it was Italy, but I could be making that up. Uh, it looks very like Italian countryside-ish. Yeah, so I could definitely yeah, believe that. That might be just why I'm thinking it. <laughs> but so here, speaking of bad CGI, back to Camino. I think everything you know for the time, 2002, everything in the Camino, um, everything on Camino looks pretty solid. I enjoy all of those scenes. You basically only have the um, the cloners. You have Obi Wan and Jango Fett. Boba, I don't, you know, it's a kid actor. What are you gonna do? <laughs> yep. <laughs> but but everybody everybody kind of nails it in those scenes, and I really enjoy them. Yeah, that was a great scene. And then there was a little bit of tension behind, like, oh, have you been to Coruscant recently? And he's like, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're great. Those are. Big fan Can't. of everything yeah. that has to do with And Camino. one of my favorite memes is um, uh, Jango oh, Fett's uh, Yep. And then, yeah, Visible Confusion. Oh. <laughs> uh, I think Visible Confusion. I, I, like, I remember when I saw that Yep meme for the first time, it was something like, can you take any scene from the prequels at this point and make it a meme? <laughs> and then it was Yep. And that's what yeah. like catapulted it. And it's like, oh, you must be very proud. <laughs> and like, all those other <laughs> yeah, Visible Confusion. I should have turned the subtitles on just to see. I didn't, though. That was a missed opportunity. <laughs> yeah, I didn't either. I but that yeah i like those all those camino scenes and 
all the clones and the actor that plays Django Fett. It's good to see yeah. him 20 years ago and uh, how yeah. far that guy's come. So yeah, I love and it. One and the design of Django that, oh, Fett sorry. was so cool too. And that was another thing about this movie that was very exciting for a lot of Star Wars fans was Django Fett. And I, I think he sold a lot of tickets for this movie. We can't forget. Well, it's just because he's a recolored uh, Boba Fett. That's what everybody wanted right. to say. And when I'm looking at the movie poster, he's Kinda like in the though. center of the poster. You know, his full body is in the center, and then you get the headshots of everyone else. So it's like, yeah, this is like the Django Fett movie, people, and the the origins for Boba. (laughs) And it's another example of concepts, ideas, and design absolutely killing it. Oh, yeah. Everything on Kamino looks great. And I'm not just saying Kamino, but like Geonosis, you know, a whole bunch of stuff. But specifically here, Django Fett, Boba Fett's design incredible the scene flying the jetpack doing the rocket oh right. yeah and he's got like the wire rappy thing and they're and yeah, they're like sliding a, it, around know. on the like, everything's all slick from on camino but it's and, not just that like the Kaminoans. i'm gonna go with that pronunciation i kind of feel like that's right <laughs> um uh it, the design of them all the aliens i even have it down i looked up a whole bunch um the alien variety and practical sometimes they're in actual masks and stuff and it looks great but even the cgi aliens everything is so well designed it may not look the best but the thought process that went into all of these different aliens is great it's not like anything else really you watch another sci-fi movie one or two aliens right star trek they're all kind of humans with weird stuff and i love star trek but like it's kind of a joke sometimes just yeah. like this. I mean, they didn't have a $120 million budget in 2002, so. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, like, even in the uh, um, the original movies, going into the cantina, there's, what, like 10 different oh, species sure. of alien for in sure. there? And they all look great. Yeah. That... Or maybe not great, but they all look interesting. And that's something very few uh, very few can do. Yeah, that's what Wars, we've really. been saying when we're talking positively about this movie and about Star Wars. Is like, look, the creativity, second to none, world building, mythology, just the commitment to the movie going experience is second to none. So that, and part of that is giving us different characters and settings and like exotic locales and monsters and aliens. And I did go according to Wikipedia, which I consider definitive. We have it's called. Kaminoans, K-A-M-I-N-O-A-N-S. That was close to what I Kaminoans. said. Kaminoans. 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 Kaminoans, yeah, I'll say. That sounds right. Run back the tape. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I was a big fan of Kamino and the actual, like, first real screen time for Django Fett. They were teasing him earlier with the assassination chase scenes mm-hmm. and everything, which was well done. I think people were just excited to see him. And this was the... No, that's this, a, a concept that actually worked on screen. Yeah. Being like, oh, look at Django Fett. And I think Fett. people oh, look he's back not and really have always really liked that relationship of Django and Boba and the look and the Slave One ship. And I even like when we get into Mandalorian, I really don't think they messed with any of the creative decisions made in this movie for for what we get in these Star Wars shows now. You know, I think they, mm-hmm. and if anything, go back and try and do like and bring more detail to these moments because yeah because the this, ideas are solid thing so I if you thought, can do them well it's yeah great. another thing the only thing that kind of taints this scene is just how much it's asking of 
the viewer to understand what's going on. Like, who's Sifo Diaz? What are we talking about? Why are we just accepting this? Yeah. Who is this guy? And the the whole army is clones, and it belongs to yeah. the Jedi. And you know, that was the only thing for me. Well, that you could pick up on, but the thing is, whipping out Sifo Diaz, <laughs> where that's like yeah. expecting people. That's like saying, okay, we're taking the lore so seriously. <laughs> you better come in knowing the lore. At this point, there, w- I don't think there was. No, lore. George Lucas going to hit us with the Sifo Diaz, like. Right. You've, just somebody just all casually a in a conversation. Right. It's like, oh, these were ordered by Sifo Diaz, and it's like Sifo Diaz. We did not have clearance to order an army. You're yeah. like, who is Sifo Diaz again? And <laughs> but the sequels do stuff like that too, which I really hate. I'm fine with like, be, you need to know the lore to appreciate a movie. I get that. That's fine. But you can't like have a huge plot hole. Not that this was a plot hole, but it was like a pretty big oversight. But uh, a lot of the things in the sequels plot holes that are filled later in like the novel adaptation and i really am not a fan of that yeah you can expand on the lore and you can really get into the nitty-gritty of it and develop it during something like that because you have you know as many pages yeah. as you want when i was watching but don't this, fill exactly, a plot hole yeah after the no. fact you, you don't want people being like what the heck but it does lead for some fun extended universe kind of stuff but i just remember but that's what i'm saying a, you can yeah. still do that yeah. You could still, there's no, it's not like you have to make a choice. Totally agree. There's no reason to just drop Sifo DS on everybody and Or explain on. it a tiny bit yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. Like, know? but it's not, exactly. Yeah. And I just, there's a lot of things looking back that 11 year old me just kind of was like, I'm just not gonna, I just don't understand that, but that's fine. Yeah. And like Corday, you know, Padme's bodyguard was one of those things. Like the whole Sifo DS thing is another one of those things that they just keep popping up. And I'm like, I'm not going to worry too much about it. <laughs> and like the origin of this clone <laughs> army was another one. Yeah. And people have gone into it now. There's all kinds of extended Oh yeah, or, there's real reasons for it now. It makes sense. But it was another really Palpatine big it... brain move, though. I'll say that he he like Sifo-Dyas did. Well, it wasn't his. It was, right, it was Sifo-Dyas's idea, move. and he did want to do it and started doing it. But it was um, Sidious Palpatine and his and... master. Uh, what was Plagueis, Plagueis thank wise. you of course Plagueis the Wise <laughs> uh, this is a story that very few may have that will tell you this idea of the <laughs> of the Clone War army because it's so bizarre is Sidious and Plagueis oh wait sorry yeah. I thought you were going to start saying you set up that you were about to say uh, the whole speech about Darth Plagueis if I had it up in front of me I would have I wish I had it in front this of me. This is not something many would tell you, including the Jedi. Yes. But you were about to say you set it up perfectly. I know. If I had the script in front of me, I no, might. Have, I, I should get that printed out and and on my desk because you never know when oh, I'll get I have set it on up. A poster. <laughs> oh, yeah. no. I almost believe you. Um, I wouldn't put it past you to have a poster mm, of that, and I feel like that is a poster that you could get. Oh, I'm sure it you has could find to be. it. Or part of it on a t-shirt or something. <laughs> yeah. I think it's more funny if you cram the whole thing on there to where you can't even read <laughs> right. it. It's basically the length of one of the title crawls yeah. from the start of the movie. <laughs> and you put it all on It's a probably even longer, but yeah. Yeah, it could be. He talks for like a couple of minutes about right. it. Right. So yeah, basically they intercepted and um, killed Sifo-DS and then 
funded the creation of the army and expanded it and put an order 66 and all that so yeah no that was another big brain move and then the fact that obi-wan discovered it just like fell right into their accidentally basically plans yeah. yeah well he was the one that was like oh investigate the assassination but then it's like oh the mm-hmm. archives are incomplete and it's wonderful the no, mind Obi-Wan of a child is work, like sure. yeah, yeah all those scenes were kind of funny too and uh it's like, but who could have possibly um, deleted the archives? You know, like this Jedi arrogance again coming up. Uh, right. I mean, they even say, could it only have been a Jedi? And then nobody they don't investigate like, follows it. in on that. Like, there's no one investigating how a planet was deleted from the archive. The only person who knew this planet existed was Dex, the the yeah. fry cook well, slash arms dealer fine. guy. <laughs> fine. I don't mind that. You just kind of gloss over that. But I, the main thing is another, the Jedi being morons like somebody literally hacked into your system deleted a planet and you're nobody you send okay kenobi goes out but you're not going to try to find like what are you doing like this is a big deal right and they just kind of do nothing about it. Uh, they yeah and even then when dooku's like what if i told you that the republic was controlled by the sith and then it's like let's right that's another thing let's barely i'm guessing darth sidious's influence is really clouding their minds i mean that's the only way to cover it up like it has to be incredible mace windu even says it i forget if it's in this movie or the last one where it's like people think it was the last people cannot find out that our connection, lost our, our connection, connection yeah. to the force is clouded because it would undermine our authority. You know, they buried it, and but they yeah, at least well, they acknowledge you know it. And you I appreciate it. You guys should yeah, not be in power. I appreciated that scene. I think it's important that they acknowledge it somewhat. I wish it was played up more, but I get that yeah. we want to portray Jedi as badasses and heroes and all that. Mm-hmm. But it would have been a more you know like this i this idea that like you know there's no of good and absolute good and absolute evil and heroes and villains and all that was still in vogue, especially with well, star Wars. Absolutely. Oh yeah. 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 But, uh, you know, I wish they but took I, a I more agree. rounded approach themes. to the Jedi because they hinted at it's like, Oh, our connection to the force is clouded, but it, it was really only presented as a way to be like, Oh, the dark side's getting stronger. Not right. like, Oh, we are um, losing Failing our way. As an order. Yeah, what can yeah. we do to improve? You know, there are a lot of accidental themes that could have been really, really interesting. And they've developed that they've started to touch upon that stuff. And then they kind of, lost their way again well that's why i think your the, idea the of, ideas are at least yeah out and there. i think you're you've I- mentioned this to me before with uh what is it uh filoni oh dave filoni yeah 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 what in the last and our best and worst and when i read that yes, piece right. where it was all about the idea of understanding the importance of being able to love and show anakin love and nurturing you know being the father mm-hmm. figure that he needed but we don't get any of that when Anakin, no, but we might in the future. Yeah, when Anakin's getting angry and he's mm-hmm. killing sand people, it's not because he maybe has lineage issues or he's afraid to lose his only parent. It's like, oh, Anakin mad. He, he Anakin smash. <laughs> it's like, come yeah. on. Like, there's so many reasons that he could have to right. be conflicted and confused. Not just like, oh, Vader theme and him mm-hmm. killing a lot of people to show he's evil. Is you know, it it, it could have been earned through so many of these things his repression because of the way the jedi order is pressuring him and and anger and of his uh just being afraid of so many yeah, things and the missing piece that guac that 
Qui-Con was Qui-Gon was supposed to fill and then he the fact that he's not here is so important but they act like he doesn't exist in this movie (laughs) well I think Dooku actually uh, mentions him that's true but only in the sense of like to give you context of oh he was my apprentice and you were his apprentice so maybe we can all be buddy buddy and it's and that was an interesting scene but it gets all thrown away because Dooku says things contradictory to what he knows and you don't really get a sense of like is yeah uh, is this well i think dooku is a really interesting character because he started out oh no he left because of politics he was a we political idealist <laughs> i know right but the thing is i liked it when you know i kind of just assumed from watching the clone wars that he left because he was a little more on qui-gon's page like i'm not going to listen to the council you guys are really screwing things up I'm going to just leave. Right. I don't agree with I mean, that. If you, but it was all it was actually all political yeah. and it was another missed opportunity. Yeah, I think if really you ask George Lucas in 2002, be like, oh, we just wanted to be stronger. So join Sidious yeah. to learn the dark side, to be more powerful. When in reality, you're like, later. well, there's this whole idea that the Jedi were failing and they were overconfident and they lost their connection to the force and they were being clouded and they were getting over concerned with politics they're stunting their emotional growth and uh there's a lot there's an interesting connection to be made with qui-gon in those kind of debates as well because qui-gon could be like the one that's still holding on to the jedi beliefs while also believing that there's room for improvement whereas dooku was the opposite side, like, like a real defected. Jedi. Yeah, where defi- mm-hmm. where whereas Dooku was like, I there's all these room for improvement, and I just don't believe in the Jedi to bring it back to like improve and make these those changes. So I'm leaving, and that was a whole missed opportunity. All yeah, right then there. he could have been tricked by Palpatine or something. It, yeah, and, exactly. You know, drawn to the dark side instead of just oh, I left because of political reasons and. I, th- I mean, he was right. The Republic sucks. It's horrible. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, he was you know, not I, wrong I, in a lot of ways. And that's what's, you know. Nobody went evil. Yeah. yeah. But then it's like, oh, he's using force lightning and his lightsaber is red. <laughs> and he's got right. plans to the Death Star. Okay. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> those are all like not cool things. But uh, he like he was making a compelling case when he had uh, Obi-Wan uh, Titan, like in chains. It was like, I'm petitioning for your release this has been a huge mistake <laughs> yeah he's a christopher lee's a good oh, yeah those like were him. that was a really fun scene that was the best scene of dialogue i maybe besides in camino that we were talking about and maybe during the action scenes <laughs> but that scene of dialogue actually worked and i give a lot of props to Ob- uh to ian mcgregor and christopher lee like what, yeah. what a fun thing that because well, they're been. actually good actors when they're allowed to say things that make sense yeah christopher lee seems <laughs> like a good sport too he <laughs> i'm not I, sure yeah. how much he knew of what was going on like no on it, he was also i forgot that the two towers came out this same year it, and he was in both yeah he had a huge and year. one was so much better <laughs> Oh yeah, God. he had a huge year. That's another weird <laughs> connection between all these movies. Yeah, Christopher oh Lee God. was a hot commodity in, in like 2000, 1999 yeah. to 2002. I think the first, I can't remember when the first, uh, when Fellowship of the Ring came out, but it might have been 2000. I would or say 2001. It doesn't feel like a nine. No, it was 2001. Man. It was 2001. Oh, it came out. Uh, you know what they did? They film filmed all, all the, the movies time. back to back. Yeah. There was over two years of pre-production. Don't even get right. me started on Lord of the Rings trivia because I'll derail the podcast. But yeah, they filmed it all 
like Check out the they FCA filmed. Podcast. Yeah, exactly. They they filmed all the scenes like in different orders, and they filmed the you know they filmed it yeah. all as one like collective, collective sh- shooting trilogy. direction yeah. thing. Yeah, so. Um, different from these movies which they made the first one then they made the second one (laughs) um okay so we're reaching the hour mark i want to end on some good notes because we've been a little harsh fairly i would say fairly Mm -hmm. and i know star wars fans you know we're being fair um but okay so i got two or three quick points i want to bring up um the again obi-wan and um Django's space, you know, space chase, solid. Oh yeah, CGI was good. A lot of fun. Uh, Boba's being weird. Django <laughs> is like hamming it up a little bit. Um, that I think that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that quite a right. bit. Um, C3PO, I think, was pretty solid in this movie. Yeah. I enjoyed him. Yeah, it was a little silly. I mean, I mean that's, like really. Silly. That's how you entertain the kids. It's not this like silly Jar Jar nonsense. Yeah. It's the, these fun moments of uh, C three PO like being in the battle and like his head gets like kicked off and he's like Swapped, oh my yeah, yeah and he's like <laughs> and it's like die jedi scum he's like oh yeah, why did i right. say that you know it's yeah. like it's funny i mean it's it's dumb but i like and then it. r2 like saves his head and like drags it right. over yeah and even before that he's a little snarky with um r2 before even the battle it, i think c3po yeah. had a good show and it's funny and because it was- you know they're a dynamic duo but this is like the yeah. beginning so they're meeting for the first time and again talking about right. perspective it's like we have to remember we're seeing Django fett for the first time and we're seeing c3po meet r2d2 i guess they met right. uh, like c3po wasn't fully finished being built yet when r2d2 right. was in annie's house the first time so this is their first dialogue scene together and c3po is like we're not i'm not programmed for combat i'm programmed for um po- protocol yeah and r2's like dragging him along it's like oh get used to that c3po because (laughs) if if only you knew the kind of shenanigans you were going to get involved in after that yeah no it it was fun that's like you said you nailed it that's how you entertain kids not jar jar you make c3po and r2 be you know, yeah, you have the comic yeah, relief, but in right. with characters that we like. In a like, way that and, anybody can laugh yeah. at. Like, I laughed. I know it's some of it was dumb, but I laughed. It was fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Echo, and now we got to talk about the duels at the oh, end. Oh, yeah. We got the double duel with Dooku and then Yoda and Dooku. Right. And one of the choreography for these, off the charts. And something I noticed that was super great. I actually I like the duel um, duel of the fates better. Got to say. Oh, definitely. But but what I did like is you can actually see the change in stance and, and fight choreography that Dooku has between dueling Anakin and Obi Wan and Yoda. And I noticed I watched it twice. It's very cool where he actually he's basically just playing around. Yeah, well they have the different kinds of saber uh forms like Vapod and whatever mm-hmm. and like I enjoy watching those YouTube videos of like the lore experts that go into that and right. how different forms work better against other forms and how Dooku mm-hmm. was an accomplished duelist and that could do multiple kinds and Yoda was really because of his stature a master in a very specific kind and yeah, like you said this is where all that starts like there were no saber forms in the original trilogy give me a break they were, these were dudes <laughs> just hitting each other in the clunky costumes you know so right. this is where it kicks off and i will say okay 
we're talking about Genosis. We're talking about the saber battles, but but like that droid factory scene. Oh yeah, I don't want like, to gloss over that. That was Sorry. another example of a set piece that we're talking about. That was very fun and. It was high stakes, but it wasn't necessarily a saber battle, right? It's like, oh, I'm attached to a thing, and there's all these clamps coming down. Like, very creative, yeah. very ambitious. So, give props to that. And the pit fighting was cool and whatever. And the Yeah, that was great, too. See, we're, we were ragging on the stuff that we didn't like, but there is a lot of stuff There is some payoff like. at the end of this For movie. sure. All the, like I mentioned in the beginning, the whole end of the movie, all of that action, they should have, like, stretched it out or just cut out. You know, start the movie at an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, honestly, just um, start it like when Obi Wan is going to Camino. <laughs> like that's where you can start yeah. it. And the scene when he's talking to Yoda, just start yeah. there or get Dex in there. <laughs> no I'm kidding. Oh, gotta yeah, but um, yeah. So I mean, we talked about the Dooku Obi Wan scene, and then they actually go into the sand pits, and that was interesting. And mm-hmm. then we get the clones finally, like. Deployed well, not into just the battle. clones, the, 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 and the animals in the sand pit were awesome. Yeah, those were the cool, Mantis too. The from, um, I forgot what, it's the Twiley planet? I forgot what it is. Oh, I don't know. But Felucia, Felucia, oh, okay. I think. So, sure. yeah, we get those creatures, and then the droids finally, Yoda flies in with the, he's like, visit this, this droid army on Kamino for myself, I will. And then he flies in in the 11th hour with all the other Jedi, Mace Windu, taking mm-hmm. on... Boba Fett, uh, R.I.P. Boba, you were weren't no Django, uh, Django. yeah, R.I.P. Django, you two... R.I.P. Boba's childhood, yeah, R.I.P. Boba's childhood, yeah, <laughs> with that scene where he puts the helmet to his face, he is iconic, yeah. and I loved all that, and you know Mace Windu doing something cool, get that was a cool mm-hmm. idea of having him. Samuel Jackson killed it. He's all, I mean, his acting, they when they can actually act, they're really good. Yeah, exactly. So that was a lot of fun, and then his dialogue with. Uh, Dooku was fun also. The fact that they got to do mm-hmm. some back and forth was, was yep. fun. Uh, and then after that, the, the scene where the Jedi are surrounded and then the, um, I forgot what the name of it, but the gun, the Republic gunships with the clones, they pan up to that and they come flying in. That's an excellent, excellent yeah. start. And of their the clone clones course. are all in their armor and they're yeah, shooting. The phase one yeah, armor. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah. the phase one armor. It was really tight. It's such, yeah. The design of all of this stuff is so on. Yeah, the design of all the Clone War ships and, and troops. Like, yeah, like you said, phase one armor is super awesome. So, mm-hmm. yeah, really. But then I know they switched to make it look more stormtrooper-y because that's where it's going to end up. But the phase one look is such a cool look that you only see a little bit. Um, right. You know, when I, I played uh, Battlefront 2, the new one, and I, I would always do phase one armor when I could. I love the phase one nice. armor. Nice, yeah. No, I, I can see that. It, it, it's very cool. And so there's that. And so then they're chasing down Dooku, uh, Padme falls off the ship, Annie freaks out, Obi-Wan's like, we could end the Clone Wars right now if we catch Dooku, we have to continue our pursuit, uh, someone will get her, she'll be fine, and so he was like, okay, <laughs> and yeah, so we get these moments where they're facing off, and Obi-Wan's like, okay, if we take them together, we can do this, and Anakin, Anakin just charges in his arrogance, right? Charges. And we got that where he was charging into the yep. assassination scene in, in the very beginning of this movie. And he stays true to his character here by charging and I'm confident Duke. they could have done it. They could have done it. I think so. I think so. If Obi-Wan could take down Maul alone as a kid, I know Dooku's a way better duelist. But still, like, 
I don't know. I think they would have. I think two against one probably would have done it. Uh, and then Yoda wasn't too far behind. Yeah, Yoda would have done it, him. but Dooku knew that you know he he could drop that Yoda would stop the fight to save Obi Wan and Anakin instead of. Def- no, no, I'm saying if. Anakin didn't run in and get knocked oh, out. Oh, they could have stalled to Yoda arrived. They just yeah. all they had to stall was for like five minutes, exactly. and then Yoda, it would have been three on one. Exactly. It yeah. been so over. Anakin totally messed up because of his yeah. anger, and I that scene is that decision I think is portrayed well enough, and I like that Dooku just took down Anakin two seconds. Like he's like impressive but nowhere near good enough and boom blasts him off and this but then his powers double the next time as we know but this was when he was at half the power so right. he's gone and then obi-wan could only do the so tool, much uh, yeah no and he did a good job and then you see the the two blade anakin that was pretty so here's this like this is we talked i think the saber fights are generally good but the one that was so bad you could tell that they wanted to get more of Christopher Lee's face in there and less of his stunt double, but Christopher Lee can't do acrobatics. He was like 70 in this movie. Yeah. And so they just showed a still of their faces, black void, and had lights the sparks. zooming around. Yeah. And like, this is so dumb. You can tell they're desperate to try and do some more fighting with Christopher right. Lee. Like, you could tell they were limited in a lot of ways by the stunts. I think it was... Yeah, I agree. It was not what I wanted to see. It was like... But it was a clever way of masking It was it, movie I thought, magic, you know, the dual but blades, I kind of... Yeah. I saw through it right away. Like, this is kind of silly. Well, of course you're going to see I was like, this is kind of silly. This is silly. <laughs> I, yeah, but I think... Uh, how else can you do it? I don't... You know, I mean, unless it's completely CGI, and they saved that more for the Yoda fight. Right. But then we get the Yoda fight, as you said, and this was... The scene that sold the movie ticket, if you ask me, because we had only seen Yoda as a puppet until this movie, if if people remember, yeah. because before they remastered episode one, he was a puppet and we've never seen Yoda fight. And we're always told how epic Yoda is, but we've never seen him in action. And this was the very first moment and they build it up. So well, he comes in on the cane. He's like, mm, mm. and then he he they have a little like dialogue exchange, and then he sh- Dooku shoots the light force lightning, and Yoda catches it, and then he throws it back. Well, I think they start with. Do they start with throwing around like random objects from the room? They do, or I or was the lightning first? It may have been lightning first. I can't okay. remember. Uh-huh. Uh, but oh no, maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was the objects in the room, and then yeah. he's like, "Much to learn, you still have." And he's like, "I have powers you can't imagine." And then hits him with right. the force lightning, and then Yoda catches that and dodges it, and then he turns the lightsaber on. Too. Yeah, he turns the lightsaber on, and he's jumping around all over the place. This was something mm-hmm. we would have never thought we would ever see as Star or Wars. Or imagine, fans. like you wouldn't imagine that's how Yoda fights. I mean, it makes sense kind of in retrospect, but seeing it for the first time, crazy. So that's not when I talked at the beginning, I specifically said, consider the perspective to, to, to oh, yeah. highlight the payoff for this moment, because this moment of I remember like going onto Kazaa and downloading the scene, just this scene. I probably downloaded a thousand viruses and it took a million years to watch it when I was twelve. And it was like in real media. And, yeah, and I was watching it in like a tiny thumbnail thing, all blurry. But I was like, this scene is so awesome. Like watching it over and over of like Yoda flipping around, fighting yeah. Dooku, and 
that that and this excitement around uh, Django Fett. So those are the two things I really wanted to put into perspective. Yeah, and I completely agree about 90% of the Yoda fight. I think the only scene in that I didn't like was them throwing around stuff. It was kind of lame. Like, Yoda is so... They're both way more powerful than just, oh, this weird thing I'm going to throw at you and it's going to kind of float slowly. They could have done... I think they could have done much better with that part. Maybe throw a bunch of boxes quickly. Maybe he grabs them and twirls them into like a tornado or something. They're both incredibly powerful force users. Maybe it was a CGI limitation. Um, but I think it started really strong. I with think him they were trying the to cane. tease it and escalate it. Uh, I know, but you could have done. I think there was a way to escalate it from walking in on a cane. Really love that. Throwing stuff around, kind of lame. Maybe make that more interesting. Lightning, awesome. And then the actual battle, awesome. Yeah. So it was very, it was, you know, 90%, I agree with you. That one part didn't love, but the rest of it, That's you know, fair. I, everything you say, I have to say. Yeah, that. movie magic and, and those moments. Yeah. And, you know, and speaking of Yoda, yeah. the, the very end um, where he's, you know, they're talking to the clones and then it kind of pans to, I think, Palpatine. I'm, I'm, I might be crossing scenes, but at the very end, they um, I, cut to Palpatine, and I'm pretty sure Yoda's there. That's why I thought of it. And the Imperial March starts playing. Yeah. And you see the all Star this. Destroyer-esque ships flying away, all the army. And that's that's just a really cool Oh, touch. yeah. When they just hit you full blast with the uh, <laughs> the Imperial March at the end, with and they show all the troops like, oh, yeah, it's going down. I do think people were excited to to see episode three and see how this culminated and mm-hmm. you know, the music carries a lot of these moments. So oh, like huge and, in a huge way. And I love that music. And I also really like the Padme theme. Uh, okay. That yeah. one that goes, you know, like they did a really good job with that one this time around. It's almost kind of funny to watch like that beautiful score juxtaposed against like their scene where they're like riding around on these like rhino right. things. You're like, okay, interesting. But uh, in the wedding, <laughs> it's kind of nice. Uh, yeah, that's actually a pretty scene. They, they have that. And of course, R2-D2 and C-3PO. They're chilling. the witnesses. <laughs> I know, I know. I know, but that and then that scene actually works. You're like, okay, if you pretend that it makes sense, they're in love, and you look at this. Wow, that's actually a nice Star Wars wedding. I'm, I'm a fan. Oh, of that. it was a nice Star Wars wedding. I was a big fan. Right. Yeah. I mean, assuming it makes any sense, but <laughs> just have to jump to that. Oh, and one other thing, I, I was just checking my notes for um, little bits. Um, I think I've mentioned on the show before. I love Coruscant. I think it's really cool. You have the underbelly where, and you go so far down, people don't even know what's down right. there. Um, the surface world like just gave up on it. Um, and then they cut to a part of the the overworld, which is incredible. I forgot. I didn't know. I didn't remember the specific scene. And there, it goes to a little indus- you know industrial area. And then even further past that, when Dooku's flying in to meet up with Palpatine, they cut to like decrepit skyscrapers. And mm. it's just a totally run down like part of Coruscant that's on the surface. And I didn't really know that was yeah. a thing. And he was, you know, that's where his little Sith, you know, maybe it's a temple. I'm sure he's got some something going on in there. But that's where they met. And it was a really cool oh. look at Coruscant that isn't the high-rise, beautiful stuff. 
And I didn't know that was on the surface. Right. I thought most of the surface was normal city, but I guess they just gave up on parts of the planet and said, who cares? Yeah. Coruscant is one of my favorite planets. Yeah, Coruscant's cool. And then, of course, how could we forget? Yeah, you want to buy some death sticks? <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> I wonder what that guy's you up go home to. And rethink your life. That guy's got bragging rights forever that he's the death sticks oh, yeah. guy. <laughs> no, see, when the, when, when the characters aren't making you, I don't want to say hate, but dislike them, and they're actually driving with each other. It's a lot of fun. You have a good time. Yeah. And you got to look for those moments like Death Sticks. Um, any, you know, the stuff where Anakin isn't being mean to Obi-Wan for no reason. And all of that stuff really works. And I'm glad they brought that over to the Clone Wars. And you see so much of that. And that's one of my favorite things about the Clone Wars. That's well said. It, it, it And, of course, it opens up the whole Clone Wars TV show. Yeah. And so much of that lore is what... We're currently mining for content in this golden age of Star Wars television. So, uh, although not a perfect movie, uh, a lot of really great creative decisions. It's a good jumping off. Yeah. And uh, it was kind of long, kind of bloated. I did love some of these scenes. And especially when I remember how excited I was to see some of these scenes uh, when these movies were released. And that holds up. And. I, I it was fun. I had a fun time with it, but I did have to manage my expectations and I'm and I'm glad I did. Sure. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. If you're going to watch if you'd listen to this and you want to watch one of these movies or both, you got to watch it in a specific mindset. You can't just enjoy it. <laughs> have a good time, kind of ignore some of the other stuff. Watch it or watch it like a you know watch it like you're watching a funny bad movies. I don't know. We we're big fans of Red Letter Media and they do that stuff all the time. You got to watch something like that. Yeah, right. exactly. You'll have a good time. Exactly right. Correct. <laughs> well, uh, did we do it? I think so. That was Attack of the Clones, which, by the way, great name. Fantastic I do, name. They, they, yeah, the the titles of the episodes are always. You know, sometimes better than the. Oh movie. yeah, Phantom. Like these, <laughs> these titles were hitting. These titles were hitting. Yeah, no, they were great. So no, I, I think that's it. I think we, uh, we covered everything. Right. Well. Uh, Maybe not, yeah. Thanks everybody for listening. I think we're uh, gonna go home and rethink our lives. <laughs> no death sticks yeah. oh yeah no death sticks for sure <laughs> say no to death sticks everybody <laughs> you know we have a That's lot a of fun here the on the roger roger podcast. roger podcast but you know what is fun death sticks say mm. no to death sticks go home <laughs> rethink your lives <laughs> all right everybody have a good one have a good one guys bye roger roger